In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. That's an invitation that I used to include in our annual Holy Cross Monastery retreat when a number of the churches in the greater Hartford area would get together and we would take over the whole house at Holy Cross Monastery. We joined together for quiet and reflections and prayer. And we did it annually because we loved it and because we were experiencing what some of those early disciples were, where many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. The disciples were tired and they had told Jesus all that they had done. It sounds almost like today's environment when many people are running with their tongues hanging out. Our society moves at a pace that sometimes takes away my breath. We often move so fast that we're eating a meal in the car. I certainly do that. We're stopping at a fast food restaurant in a drive-in winter to pick up some unhealthy food. We're eating something at our desk for lunch or skipping a meal or eating some sort of a meal very late at night. COVID changed some of that for us. Some of the rushing behavior slowed down. We had to slow down. We had to stay home. Nearly all activities were canceled, and especially those events, the sports events and other extracurricular events for our young people. During the pandemic, many families were actually able to sit down together at a meal and share conversation. Some began to play board games again. Some invented vacations at home, like backyard camps with s'mores and around a fire pit. People were very creative in how they found new ways to use time. Others didn't have the luxury of staying at home and had to keep up the pace of work, with some with great risk to themselves and even to their families, their families' health. When the disciples and Jesus went off to find a quiet place, the crowds beat them there. The needs for healing and restoration didn't go away. No matter what we do as a community in the way of reaching out, I think there are always many more groups that contact us and need help. The needs of the world around are overflowing, just as our individual plates are overflowing. And I think that's even more prevalent in this time of COVID and as we're hopefully coming out of this time of COVID. This desperation in the crowd that rushes ahead of Jesus and the disciples, they're afraid of missing an opportunity for healing? Are they also so anxious for help that they need it right now? Somehow word had gotten around that all they needed to do was to touch the fringe of Jesus's garment. Were caretakers so tired of caring for their loved ones that they just laid them in the marketplace with the hope that begging that for Jesus's touch would work? I believe there's desperation and anxiety all around us today, 
still some that's hanging on with the, the influx of a new strand of COVID. People yearn for something that may not be so easily identifiable. Human pain surpasses our understanding. What's happening in our society that invites these mass shootings, that continues to invite them almost every day. There was one just last night in Washington, D.C. at a baseball game. Would these shooters for be people desperately pushing and rushing to touch the fringe of Jesus' garment or begging for Jesus' touch? Would they even seek salvation, healing, and deliverance if they knew those things were available to them? However those questions might be answered, if indeed there are answers, we live in a world that is desperately in need of healing. Again this morning in the Gospel of Mark, we have a gap. There's a significant part of the scripture not appointed for today that is omitted. Once Jesus comes ashore and has compassion for the crowds, he began to teach them. And then we have the story of the feeding of the 5,000, which is not what we just heard. It's in the gap with the five loaves of bread and two fish, the crowd, all of the crowd were fed and all were filled. The needs of many were met by the one who is compassion. Jesus then went away himself to pray and to refresh. Following his time away, the disciples were struggling in their boat and we had the story where Jesus comes to them walking on the water and calming the seas. And then we come back to what we heard in our text this morning. The crowds of people rushing for healing at Gennesaret. All who touched the fringe of Jesus's cloak were healed. These passages from Mark's gospel remind us that Jesus's ministry was out in the world. He went to the people and encountered them in their own part of the world. He met them where they were. He and the disciples were a community, and yet they were a community on the move. These stories remind us of our need to be flexible in our ministry as Jesus' hands and feet in our world. We are a community into which some will come for healing and restoration. We help each other in healing our own brokenness. And some take a respite from that in the summer and may need us to reach out to them in love. Yesterday, presiding the president of the House of Deputies, Gay Jennings, and presiding Bishop Michael Curry hosted on Zoom the opening convocation for General Convention. General Convention is held every three years, and it's, it's the, the convention for the National Church it was to be this summer, and because of COVID, it was moved to next summer in Baltimore. The liturgy was planned by our own Christchurch Cathedral Dean, Lena Howell. Music was offered across the spectrum of our church. It's a group called Theodicy Jazz that I remember well, who served in, in Connecticut. They were part of St. Paul and St. James in New Haven, and the the founder of the Odyssey Jazz was a student at Berkeley Divinity School. Music was awesome throughout that service yesterday with Latin music and jazz and a bishop's choir 
African-Americans, spirituals. It was really awesome. The liturgy honored our First Nations people with reminders of our history as the Episcopal Church. We were reminded that the Episcopal Church was founded on indigenous land, land that was once the home of many different indigenous peoples and land that was taken from them. Stolen land and stolen labor and the genocide of black and brown people's lives built the wealth and foundation of the Episcopal Church. Meditations and prayers called out to us to heal as a church, to continue learning how to live a life that is honorable while acknowledging our history. We were called to look for ways to keep on healing and to acknowledge the land on which we reside locally. Many of our churches in the Diocese of Connecticut are beginning that work of looking into our own history. Michael Curry preached during the service, and not surprisingly, he spoke about love as Jesus' love, his way of love. When we are about Jesus' way of love, we find our way, and when we're not about Jesus' way of love, we lose our way. I encourage you to go on to the Episcopal Church website. It's, it's www.episcopalchurch.org <clears throat> to watch and listen and learn. Mark's gospel also invites us to ponder what God calls us to do and to be as community today. How do we need to be church today, especially as we're coming out of this time of COVID? What have we learned? What do we want to hold on to? What do we want to try that we never thought we could do? How do we need to be the body of Christ in our time? How do we reach out to a hurting world around us? How do we offer the fringe of Jesus's garment to those in need of healing? We share our brokenness in community. We reach out to one another in mutual need. We all have need to touch the fringe of Jesus's garment. And we're called to spread that garment far and wide to make it accessible to many. This call is for us as individuals and it's a call to us as communities of faith. How might it be so for you? I invite you to ponder that as you go about yourselves this week. How might that happen in you and how might that happen in this community of St. Matthew's? How might you be called to a new way of healing and restoring? I want to offer a prayer from the Ojibwe peoples, one of the groups that were honored yesterday as the First Nations people. It's called Ojibwe Prayer. Let us pray. Grandfather, look at our brokenness. We know that in all creation, only the human family has strayed from the sacred way. We know that we are the ones who are divided, and we are the ones who must come back together to walk the sacred way. Grandfather, sacred one, teach us love compassion and honor, 
that we may heal the earth and heal each other. Amen. <laughs>